Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Oh, my God! Would you please tell him that instead of presents this year, I just want my family back. Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? It must be magic. I must find some way to keep Christmas from coming. Nobody's walking out on this fun old-fashioned family Christmas. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? True, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. Best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Hey listeners, welcome back to another exciting week of Tis the Podcast, the podcast that is determined to keep the spirit of Christmas alive 365 days a year. I'm Tom. I'm Julia. And I'm Anthony. We are getting close to Valentine's Day, so we are kicking up our rom-coms a notch. Tonight we're going to be discussing the 2006 movie The Holiday, but before we jump into that, let's catch up. We haven't talked for a week. How are you guys? It's funny you mentioned Valentine's Day because uh, I made my first doctor's appointment in like years for a physical. I know I've been bad for Valentine's Day. And um, yeah. Is that the only way you're going to get action on Valentine's Day? <laughs> well, well, well I, that's, yeah. the exact, that's the exact joke Sarah made when I texted her for work, made my appointment. She's like, at least you know you're getting some action that night. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that's not the joke you want to hear from your wife. <laughs> I would have been more upset with the joke if I thought she was serious. <laughs> no, and not the thing you want to hear from your co-host. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, my finger's growing back, so that's good. It looks oh, really, really nice. Yeah, it looks pretty wicked. It's too bad my if, listener, all the listeners can't see it because I feel like I've gnarly, street cred. If by gnarly you mean awesome, it looks awesome. And the listeners could see it. You could post it on social media. <laughs> Please don't. I could, oh, I hate but... when people post <laughs> injuries on social yeah, media. Yeah, see, I was wary to post it. I did post it on my Facebook page, but I feel like I gave enough warning. I feel <laughs> violated when I'm just like scrolling through social media and then there's like this bloody mangled hand there. <laughs> it's not bloody. No, yours is not. Yours just has that cool silvery black look it really does it's pretty wicked how was your week tom uh i got laid off maybe it was because you're the worst tom <laughs> i have to assume that they didn't really say it in so many words but i think it was definitely implied <laughs> i did not go alone so now i am uh, uh unemployed temporarily but i've had some amazing friends who have banded together and made some cool intros with different companies that i would love to work for um I haven't actually started looking for a job yet. I accidentally had an interview last Friday that I wasn't anticipating, but I just spent the, the weekend and the early part of this week hanging out with the kiddo and the wife. And uh, I can't tell you how many times my wife has reminded me now that she is the breadwinner and called me a lazy bum. <laughs> <laughs> to which I always reply, no, I'm just a stay at home dad. <laughs> oh. Well, uh, we know that anybody would be lucky to have you. I think Absolutely. so too, but I may be biased. I Maybe mean, a little bit, but we're not. <laughs> what, we're, we're relatively happy to have you on the show most weeks. 
That's the nicest thing you've ever said to me, Anthony. <laughs> and I feel like that's like the tenth time I've said that about something you've said to me. <laughs> See, so I, 2019, the year I'm nice to Tom. <laughs> I know it's not ironic because of the time of year. It just seemed very interesting. Do you guys listen to This American Life? I love that show, that podcast. Did you hear last week's episode rom-com, on rom-coms? I did. Oh, it was so good. Yes. I didn't. Julia, you should. I need to listen to it. Except the last story was... Christine warned me before I listened to that week's episode. She's like, you're not going to like the last story. It's <laughs> a bit over the top. And I was like, yes, yes, it was. So just fair one. I enjoyed it. <laughs> All right. I got to download it now. Yeah, it was good. It was good. That's one of the podcasts I listen to every week. I really like Ira Glass. I heard some cool things this week, guys. It's since we're in this to keep the Christmas spirit alive 365 days a year, not just what? 35, right? Month of December and a little lapse into January. Um, who heard the awesome news that you're going to get to see Christmas Hallmark movies, not just in the months of November and December. They're going to have like Hallmark Christmas movie Fridays, I think is what they said. Yeah, I'm for the whole year. jacked about this. I'm <laughs> relatively neutral about that. <laughs> so I get that. Like, we are not the biggest lovers of Hallmark movies on this podcast. Um, so I get Anthony's, you know, ambivalence. I'm excited that I know that there is, that my tribe will, will have an opportunity to come together. No matter what, we have the opportunity to know that we're joining with other Christmas fans and watching and experiencing this together any Friday we want to for the rest of the year. We don't have to wait. It also adds a little credibility to what we're doing here, guys, that we're talking about Christmas movies all year long, knowing that there's enough of a market for people who want to watch them, that Hallmark has committed every Friday for the rest of the year to it. So those oh, things, yeah. those things give me hope and bring me a little excitement. Not that I'm going to sit down and watch all of them, but I will probably put it on in the background. I'll, I'll agree with you on that. And like the fact that we're not watching them critically year round will probably help my enjoyment as well. I'm also glad it's not perpetual Christmas movies on at random times all the time. I'm glad it's like a day because I'm also like a protect the sanctity of the thing, right? Like what makes Christmas season special is when those movies start to come on in November and December. So I love that they carved a nice little Christmas hollow out of a weekday where we can enjoy them too. And it's still confined, but, but it's there. I'm excited. Woo-hoo. That is exciting. You know what else is exciting? The movie we're about to discuss. Oh, yeah. I'm a huge fan of this movie. So um, Anthony, do you want to give us a quick synopsis? And then I'll go through our cast and crew and we'll jump right in. Sure. And I would just like to say, I appreciate you giving me the synopsis again this week after you gave me last week's synopsis. (laughs) I felt I owed it to you. This one will be a lot less sensational. It will be. (laughs) Very straightforward. So 2006's The Holiday. Two women troubled with guy problems swap homes in each other's countries where they each meet a local guy and fall in love. This movie is written and directed by Nancy Myers. She wrote the screenplay for Father of the Bride and What Women Want. And then she wrote and directed The Parent Trap, Something's Gotta Give, It's Complicated, and The Intern. She's got a little bit of legit cred under her belt besides this movie. Yeah. Oh, you know, let's go ahead and do something a little different this week, guys. Um, 
before we go through the litany of movies that all of these four powerful actors and actresses have been in, when we start with one of the cast members, how about we all talk about our favorite movie that they've been in? Ooh, um, I like that. That's a good so one. let's start with Cameron Diaz, who I did not know retired. Did you guys know that? No. I think I'd seen that in some tabloid. Yeah. yeah, last year she took she went on hiatus for a while, and then last year, last March, she confirmed she was retired. Dude, is that the dream? Retire at the age of thirty-eight. <laughs> oh, she, however old she is, she's probably sixty, but looks like she's twenty-three years old. <laughs> that's just her the, face. That's the dream. Retiring at twenty-three. <laughs> yeah, that would be the dream. How about you, Anthony? What's your favorite Cameron Diaz movie? So I'm not the biggest Cameron Diaz fan. Well, I could take her or leave her, really. Uh, I thought she was very good in Gangs of New York. I love that movie overall. And I, I really do like the first Shrek movie, which she does the voice of Princess Fiona. Mm-hmm. And The Mask. The Mask is... We talked before about how we're not Jim Carrey fans, but that's one Jim Carrey movie I like. Okay, can I just say real quick that when you mentioned the mask, I stuck my finger in my mouth in a gagging motion, and I didn't even see that Tom was dry heaving on his part of the screen. So can I just say that's hilarious? (laughs) I hate that movie. And I like Jim Carrey. Like, I really do. Like, I don't have an animosity. I I have to be in a mood. But I don't like that movie at all. I don't know why. I'm like the perfect age range to have liked that movie when it came out. There's right? a new TV show. It's the follow-up to the Goldbergs called Schooled. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. I saw that. It's set in the 90s, and one of the teachers comes in, and he keeps making Jim Carrey references. And even in that, they're, one of the kids is heckling him for still <laughs> being into Jim Carrey. <laughs> oh, and My Best Friend's Wedding. I really like her in that one as well. Was that she was in that movie? movie? She mm-hmm. was in it. <gasps> I didn't know that. That's the one with Julia Roberts, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't think I've ever seen that movie. Really? Okay, can I say what my favorite? Yes. Cameron Diaz? Yeah, I'm totally with Anthony on this. I am a take it or leave it when it comes to Cameron Diaz. Her being on a movie poster is never going to get me to show up to a movie. Um, But my favorite Cameron Diaz movie is The Sweetest Thing. Y'all remember that movie? That's a good one. Chick Flick. I, I do. Christina Applegate. And that movie cracked me up. I'm gonna go with two, and it's being John Malkovich and Vanilla Sky. Good choices. I have I not love those seen movies. John Malkovich. Is it I as weird cannot as recommend it enough. Really? It's good. It does. It does this whole existential question of identity and reality and ownership of self. It's really, really, really good movie. Oh, all right. All right. So Cameron Diaz plays Amanda, who is in Los Angeles. She was in, as we said, The Mask. She's the one. A movie I'd never heard of, but I'm throwing in here for the Tulsa love called The Keys to Tulsa. My Best Friend's Wedding. There's Something About Mary, which is probably her most famous role, right? Wouldn't we agree? Mm-hmm. Probably. Be- so. Being John Malkovich, Charlie's Angels and Charlie's Angels Full Throttle, Shrek, Shrek 2, Shrek the Third, Shrek the Halls. Aired Shrekless and Shrek Forever After, Vanilla Sky, Gangs of New York, Slackers, Minority Report, Bad Teacher, 
What to Expect When You're Expecting, The Counselor, Sex Tape, and the 2014 remake of Annie. Uh, yeah. Okay. What was that groan all about? No, that was a sigh that I got through them all. Chazelle. No, Anthony groaned. Oh. That movie, that Annie remake. Ugh. Is that the one with Jamie Foxx? Yeah. Really? I thought people really liked that one. No. It was the critics were very split on it, as was the audience. Some people either loved it or hated it. It was, it was not a very conciliatory movie to bring people together. I gotcha. I liked Rose Byrne in that movie. I hated Cameron Diaz as Miss Hannigan. That's a lot of people did not like her. They called her vampy. <laughs> That's a good word. That was a common. Uh, and some people speculate that the harsh critic response to her in that movie are what pushed her to retirement. Wow. How about that. All right, so Kate Winslet. Are we Kate Winslet fans? And if so, what's your favorite Kate Winslet movie? Go, Julia. I love Kate Winslet. I would marry Kate Winslet if she lived closer and I was a lesbian. She's awesome. Um, She pretty much can do no wrong. So if I had to pick a favorite, I'm going to pull an Anthony and pick two because he gets to do it all the time. Even when we say you just pick one, he still picks more than one. So I'm going to pick – the first time I ever saw her in anything, so it's super special to me, and it was Sense and Sensibility. She was Marianne Dashwood. Me that too. movie in general is one of my favorite movies because Emma Thompson, too. And then my second favorite one um, is her version of Ophelia in Kenneth Branagh's Hamlet, which is the best film adaptation of Hamlet ever. She's so good. I love her. How about you, Anthony? Uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. That was very easy. Uh, So, yeah. As a child, she was the first naked woman I've seen on the movie screen. (laughs) Just because I was at that age. I was in like third grade when Titanic came out. And the Draw Me Jack screen scene. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Which uh, which that movie's okay in general. But did you know she did the voice in a Christmas Carol animated film with Nick Cage? I did. Yeah. I saw that on our list. 2001. Yeah, yeah, I I discovered that. Um, I forget. Really? Right? I I haven't I haven't seen it. I only found out about this thing last year. I I feel like it came up not on the show, maybe the show on the show. Some somebody on our Reddit definitely mentioned it though. I can't remember if we talked about it or not. Interesting. But, yeah. All right. For me, it would be Eternal Sunshine on the Spotless Mind. Although I have to give a shout out to all the King's Men. And Contagion. Oh, uh, Contagion. Contagion was Contag- surprisingly a, good. It was an amazing futuristic dystopia, like yeah. outbreak into the world movie. It was amazing. That is one of those movies where the soundtrack just leaves you like strung as tight as a piano wire the entire time. That movie is so good. I'm a huge fan. It's one of those movies that's like... Um, the day after tomorrow, where if it comes on TV, like I, ha- I have to, I'm compelled to watch it. I have to do it, or I have to record it and watch it later. It's fascinating. It is really good. So Kate Winslet plays Iris, and she is at home in England and swaps houses with Cameron Diaz's character. Kate Winslet was in Heavenly Creatures, A Kid in King Arthur's Court, Sense and Sensibility, Hamlet, Titanic, Hideous Kinky, the 2001 animated A Christmas Carol, Eternal Sunshine on the Spotless Mind, All the King's Men, Contagion, and then she was in the Divergent series, which included Divergent, Insurgent, and Allegiant, Collateral Beauty, Revolutionary Road, and she's in the upcoming Avatar 2 movie. I didn't even know there was a sequel coming out to that. There is. 
or three sequels. Yeah, I mean, of course there is. That makes sense. But. <laughs> I do have to give James Cameron a shout out. He decided to hire an artist and not just use papyrus font for nice. the logo of this one. So I don't, I did, I, I saw an advertisement for it and it didn't make me nauseous. Good. Choice. Next up. I, I can't give James Cameron a shout out for anything. I find him so pig headed. I hate listening to that man speak. And I, I shouldn't say I can't give him a shout for anything. I just praised the Titanic a few minutes ago, but I will not <laughs> praise him as a man ever. Anyway. There's a, there's a show on Hulu. I'm trying to think of what it's called where they break into James Cameron's house. <laughs> and it, he's got an alarm system that continually talks about how great he is. <laughs> Plus, see, it's funny because it's true that's what would happen if you broke into this town uh, well, I guess. Uh, future man i've heard of that is that any good a couple episodes are it gets really redundant interesting okay next up we have jude law and i'm gonna go ahead and take the lead on this one and say i absolutely loved the imaginarium of dr Parnassius. and as good as that was i have to say my favorite movie with Jude Law, his Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald. Mm-hmm. Anybody going to disagree with that one? Yes. It's his best? Best movie that he's in. Yeah, I'll disagree with that. And also, just, as, also, as much as I love it. Favorite role that he's in. Okay, Julia, what's your favorite? Cold Mountain. I love the movie Cold Mountain. Anthony? Cold Mountain. But I'm really? going to give it. Oh. A- I'm going to give a shout out to, I really liked him as Watson in those Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes movies. I really liked him in those movies. I love him as Watson. Yeah, I love him as Watson too. And I think those movies are underrated. Those movies are fun. They're so much fun. I think they're they're underrated because they're, regardless of if you want them to be or not, they're competing with the BBC Sherlock with Benedict Cumberbatch, right? Which is awesome as well. Which is a much right. more accurate depiction of how I imagine Holmes to be, or Sherlock Holmes to be. But they're getting a third movie. It comes out next year, I think. So I'm happy about Are that. Are they really? With the Robert Downey? Like... Robert Downey and Jude Law. Yep. Yep. Oh, I didn't know that. I did love, um, I can't think of his name, but I can see his face as Moriarty in the movies. Yeah. Um, Harris. Right. Jared Harris, yeah. right? Yeah. That's it. Who, yeah. who is Richard Harris's grandson? The, the original I didn't know that. Oh, that's cool. <gasps> wow, that's super cool. I learned something. I no idea. So Jude Law plays Graham, who is Kate Winslet's brother, mm-hmm. and becomes the love interest of Cameron Diaz. He's a single dad, uh, widower, and uh, just the perfect character. Um, Jude Law, the first Jude Law I ever saw was Gattaca. Yeah, me too. And then he was in The Talented Mr. Ripley. Another good movie. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, AI, Artificial Intelligence, The Road to Perdition, Cold Mountain, I Heart Huckabees, Sky Captain, and The World of Tomorrow, Alfie, Closer, The Aviator, All the King's Men, The Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassius, Sherlock Holmes, Sherlock Holmes, A Game of Shadows, and the upcoming Sherlock Holmes 3. He was in Contagion as well. Hugo, Anna Karenina, Rise of the Guardians as Pitch. Mm-hmm. Grand Budapest Hotel, The Young Pope, The New Pope, Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald, and upcoming Captain Marvel. Is he the same Pope in The Young Pope and The New Pope? I, <laughs> I didn't know. Sure. I hadn't heard of him. I read IMDb. Ah. And then Thomas Jacob Black, also known as Jack Black, 
His name is Thomas? I didn't know that. I had no idea. <laughs> he had a real name besides Jeff Black. <laughs> Thomas Jacob Black is his name. Um, and I'm going to go on out, on out on a limb and guess that Anthony's favorite movie with him in it is I Still Know What You Did Last Summer. Oh, no. <laughs> I thought you loved that movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I oh, no, that's great. Him in it. And no, that's I great. forgot he was in that movie until you just said it. He, he's a, yeah, he's a stoner guy in the top tub. But I forgot about all about that one. No, but that's not. Did my he favorite. play the stoner guy for years and years and years and years and years before he hit it in the movies? Because <laughs> he was a stoner guy in X Files too. And Biodome, and he started out yeah. as a skinhead on Life Goes On. Oh, all right. I can't well, so what's your fun favorite? Jack Black as a skinhead. I mean. <laughs> Of all people's personality that does not fit, I think his is definitely one of them. Sorry. Go ahead. Anthony, what's your favorite Jack Black movie? That's a good question. Jack Black is very, very hit or miss for me. Um, yeah, I just don't like him a lot of the time, honestly. And I hate the rumors going around that he's going to play the Penguin in the Batman movie. But, uh... Oh. But... That'd be interesting. I mean, I'd love to see him try to do drama. A lot of actors can make that jump. It'd be, but um, School of Rock, maybe. Julia. School of Rock, Shallow Hal, and I will give him a shout out for Welcome to the Jungle because he played a high school girl perfectly. He did. <laughs> <laughs> he was really funny. He might have been the funniest person in that movie. Still haven't seen it. Need to put it on the list. Because I love The Rock. I have I an unnatural it. like for The Rock that I can't explain. No, it's not unnatural. Everyone loves The Rock. The Rock is amazing. I mean, he, he is amazing. And it has like nothing to do with biceps, which is the craziest thing. Like He seems like if you met him, he'd be like the nicest human being ever, and you'd just want to hang out. That's the same for both him and Vin Diesel. They look like meatheads, but they're both intelligent, and they seem really cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what's your favorite Jack Black, Julia? My favorite is High Fidelity. I loved him in High Fidelity because that's like standard Jack Black. What about you? What's your favorite, Tom? I'm going to cheat a little bit, and it's not his movies. I really liked him in the Drunk History series. He was great. I just, I I absolutely loved it. And there was a movie in the late 90s that he was in called Bong Water that was really good. I don't know if you guys ever saw that. Anybody? Nope, I haven't. You were too young, and I'm not saying that. Like, it was just like this, this film that didn't last long, but it's good. Jack Black plays... He was in Dead Man Walking? He was. Jack Black plays Miles. He is friends with Cameron Diaz's ex-boyfriend who runs into Kate Winslet at Cameron Diaz's house and they become friends. He, like I said, played a skinhead and life goes on. He was in Demolition Man, The NeverEnding Story 3, the amazing movie Waterworld, X-Files, Biodome, The Cable Guy, Dead Man Walking, Bong Water, I Still Know What You Did Last Summer, High Fidelity, Saving Silverman, Ice Age, School of Rock, Shallow Hal. He was on Will and Grace. He was in some Foo Fighters and Beastie Boys movies. Uh, he was in Anchorman, The Legend of Ron Burgundy, Shark Tale, King Kong, Nacho Libre, Be Kind Rewind, Tropic Thunder, Kung Fu Panda, The Office, Gulliver's Travels, Goosebumps and Goosebumps 2, Haunted Halloween, Sex Tape, and Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. Okay. So I think in our discussion, we went over the basic premise and the the layout of the movie. Shall we just jump right in and start discussing it? Let's do it. So what are your histories, guys? I think I saw this movie 
first on TV. I don't think I saw it in the theaters. Um, I think I picked it up like on TBS or something. And I loved it from the get-go. It makes me happy. Anthony, go ahead. Uh, I saw this movie for the first time living in England uh, with a few of my friends out there who all loved it. I was okay. I still think it's okay. I think it's a little overlong, and I'd argue that it might not be the most Christmassy of movies, which is why I don't really watch it around the Christmas season. I could watch it other times of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't seen it, honestly, many times since my initial viewing just because it's okay but uh yeah it's not the worst (laughs) high praise for anthony (laughs) (laughs) um i think i may have seen this at the theater i don't honestly remember um it did not have quite the same lasting effect that love actually did no Mm. i but I always enjoyed it. I like the cast. It's a good cast. They do a pretty good job with the, the parts they're playing. And the storyline is... <sighs> eh. But it's a feel-good, fun romance movie. It does a good job of like giving me at least an homage to the, to the feels in February. <laughs> <laughs> Can we just acknowledge the feels. The- how like this movie is over two hours that's long for a romantic comedy in general whether you like it or not it's a long movie it is a long movie it is long. i noticed that more watching it like this than watching it when it's on tv and it's broken up by a ton of commercials and stuff is taken out for time Does, do they play yeah. it in its entirety on tv or do they cut out i'm pretty sure they cut it out because I think this might have been the first time I've seen it in its entirety. Like this movie theater cut. I was like, I don't remember that. (laughs) (laughs) And there were definite moments where I'm like, this is, this is going on a bit. This scene could be shorter. I could take less of this. (laughs) I feel like if you trimmed like maybe like 20 minutes from the film, 20, you know, just from some of those longer scenes. The montages. It would have been a tighter film. And I'm more like more. I think so too. So can I, can I ask you guys a question right off the bat? Just yeah. at the beginning. Yeah. Which couple do you prefer spending time with in this film? Like which couple do I prefer watching on the movie or which couple would I like to spend time with in real life? No, when you're watching the film, like <laughs> even if you like both, which, you know, gun to head, which do you like and which couple gives you more scenes that you enjoy? Who do you like spending time with in the movie? Jack Black and Kate Winslet. I agree. He makes me laugh. Kate Winslet and Jude Law. Oh, yes. <laughs> I would rather That's hang like out with their family. <laughs> yeah. I would rather hang out with their family. I like both of their stories a little bit more. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say this and it's not going to be nice, but I don't know how to nicely say it. I found Kate Winslet and Jack Black to both be pretty darn pathetic. <laughs> no, like, I mean you're right on point. Their characters kind Especially of Kate me. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know, Jack Black, like he's having you know, there's that scene where he's having dinner with Kate Winslet and his ex calls and she wants to make up and he like 
gets all excited and runs out. He's like having this, this dinner with this woman that he's obviously connecting with. She's beautiful. She's smart. She's got a lot more going for her than the not so nice actress he's dating. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That was just, that felt pretty pathetic to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So this movie, I really enjoy this movie. I like to watch it. I won't turn it off if it's on ever. I mean, like if it's on, I get excited and I like to watch it, but it is, it is the, it is the bubbles at the top of a champagne glass. It is a fizzy light movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I noticed that more this time that each it's, character it's, is a pure stereotype to a T right? Like there's not a ton of depth in these characters. Um, maybe do you the most. It, it is, it is a, yeah, it is like a highly produced much better, well-acted, more interesting storyline Hallmark movie, for sure. Yeah. With less Christmas atmosphere. <laughs> Way less Christmas atmosphere. I read a review, I don't remember if it was on Rotten Tomatoes or IMDb, that said it's a good movie to pass on a rainy day. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's perfect. Yeah. That is exactly what it is. Like, you don't want to be, you don't want to get too emotionally involved with anybody. You don't want to get yeah. a, a too much depth in the movie. So, yep. do you- do either of you guys, because you both love this movie, right? Or really like it, at least. Really do either like of you it, yeah. go out of your way to put this on around the Christmas season, though? No. It's definitely not a Christmas movie. Okay. No. I, yeah, I've never where, consciously where, watched it at Christmas. I think what, so I mean, in all honesty, is, the whole score and everything. Oh, I'm sorry, Julia. No, no, you go. No, I think in the score and all the music, they had, what, one Christmas song? I think there were yeah, two. One. Or maybe oh. three. Okay. Um, well, that's how, that's how memorable the Christmas feels was in this movie. I only noticed one scene. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, in Christmas in L.A., I don't know if it would ever feel like Christmas, honestly. <laughs> I would no, have a really hard time thinking that Christmas feels like Christmas in L.A. But That, um, that set yeah. they built for her house in L.A. Yeah. It's like the interior of the house was $1 million for oh my the layout and stuff. House is pretty boss. Yeah. It was, it was legit. Yeah. Yep. This is also, I didn't realize how white this movie is until I was <laughs> watching it. And I'm like, wow, that's what white people do when we get together at the very end when they're having champagne and they're all like dancing with each other, like in the little, cheeky way (laughs) (laughs) is this out of touch i don't know but i like it (laughs) i will say the most precious kids in all of movie history are in this movie and it's regrettable none of my kids have a british accent (laughs) really regrettable although i will say ethan up until the age of about five he had a boston accent we're not sure where that came from oh i'm so i'm so happy for you that it disappeared (laughs) yeah, <laughs> it was adorable while he had it. <laughs> I was just telling Tom off while you were waiting for you to go. I'm going to Boston this weekend, so that's funny you brought up Boston. Well, there we go. <laughs> you don't like it though, do you? No, I, I find that accent so grating. Yeah. <laughs> that's where Matt Damon's from, isn't it? Boston. Mark, Wal- Mark Wahlberg for sure. Oh, I love Mark Wahlberg. I think Ben Affleck too, maybe. Ben Affleck yeah. for sure. 
Yeah. So this film, when Nancy Myers wrote it, she wrote it specifically with these four in mind for the characters. So that's kind of <gasps> she did. She did. That's who she that's wanted. That's cool. You really made it when a well-known movie director writes a movie with you in mind as a character. Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. Now, one thing that's interesting is this movie would probably never happen now, right? With oh, um, no. Airbnb, you would just find a cheap Airbnb and go. Mm-hmm. Yep. There wouldn't be all this, like this home exchange thing, which really was a thing back in the uh, early 2000s. People would trade out their homes. Really? Um, I thought it was totally made up for this movie. Uh-uh, no. The, ex- the website they went to was real, too. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's shocking. Yeah, that would never happen. That wouldn't happen. <laughs> so, so I really liked um, Jack Black's character, uh, Miles. Yes. Yeah. I know, I know he was a music composer and everything, but I liked how he was, you know, a music geek, you know, a mm-hmm. movie music geek. Like, I appreciated yes. that. Because I that love people like that in real life. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that scene in Blockbuster is one of my favorite scenes, the whole movie. With uh, what's his, yeah. the cameo with what's his name? Dustin, Dustin Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman. Yep. <laughs> Did you know he was just, he just was driving by and saw all those cameras and stopped. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. That he is knew, awesome. He, he knew Nancy Meyer and just talked to her. And uh, she's like, yeah, let's, let's let you in. So. Oh my gosh. Isn't that crazy? Could you imagine being that, that famous to do that? Like, just stop. Oh, I see cameras. Oh, you want me to be in the shot? Sure. Oh, my <laughs> yeah, he gosh. Just, he just think, tried to see what they were doing and then ended up, I guess, talking to Nancy Meyer and brought him in. That is so funny. That's really cool. What are your favorite scenes in this, guys? I, I like the block, uh, the movie like blockbuster. blockbuster scene. Mm-hmm. I like the, the whole scene. Though it's a the long portion, it's longer than just a scene, I guess, where Cameron Diaz shows up to Jude Law's house and meets the little girls, like start to finish. I love when she takes her coat off and the little girl goes, "Wow, you look like my Bobby." And she's like, oh, "Thank you." <laughs> Everything all the way through the tent. I mean, you've got napkin head, you've got the hot chocolate, cute stuff, and the oh, it's so good. I love that one. I had a lot more of an affinity this time around for uh, Jude Law. And I think it was because he was killing it as a dad. Mm-hmm. But I love that awkwardness when she's there. Confess- like the same scene is my favorite. She's there. She's spouting out that it's her undying love, you know, for him or whatever, that she wants to give it a chance. She wants to go for it. Not Sorry, that's not where the love is. That comes later. But she wants to give it a chance. She wants to give it a go, uh, even though it's complicated. And she's like, you're not alone, are you? And Jude Law looks sheepish, and she's he's like, no. And then she hears the little girl call him daddy, and it's like this awkward but really sweet <laughs> moment. Uh-huh. Um, and like you said, yeah. those little girls forget about it. Mm-hmm. Forget about it. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I also had a lot more uh, love for Jude Law this time around, too, but I just kept picturing Dumbledore. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so I will say, though, because this movie – is oftentimes most compared to Love Actually, right? Romantic holiday film. Uh, I don't think I liked either of these couples as much as I liked any of the couples in Love Actually. Any of the main couples in Love Actually. No. Mm. Yeah, probably not. Not as much depth. 
No, and I think that's it. It's like like you said a few minutes ago, Julie. This is a very shallow, fizzy mm-hmm. movie, right? Mm-hmm. It is. I did like all of the stuff with Kate Winslet and the older neighbor next door. I thought all of that was sweet, and it was kind of a good way for Kate Winslet to shine, even if you could say it was overly sentimental. Um, I had a college creative writing professor write on one of my papers. This is over sentimentality. Don't do this. <laughs> never forget I've, it ever. <laughs> I feel like that goes hand in hand with a lot of Christmas movies, though, right? It does. Yeah. But absolutely. can I tell a story about my college writing professor? Sure. It was for yeah. us. Greenplay writing class. Uh, for a short film. We had a very short film. And I based one of the characters on one of my friends here, like in New York. I was in England at the time. The friend mm-hmm. I based is like total nut job right like he's the weirdest guy ever and but like i used actual things he said in the script everything like that the college professor ended up writing on the script to give it back to me uh such and such character is too unrealistic nobody would act like this in real life and i was like i oh swear god. to god <laughs> swear to god i could have him meet you he's flying out to visit <laughs> at some point <laughs> 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 oh my gosh <laughs> did you ever tell him that no <laughs> no if he's listening to this podcast though actually i would wonder i wonder if he would know it's him like out there and weird and everything like that yeah. curious. it's a good test i'll see if he brings it up <laughs> can we talk about some of the tertiary characters go right ahead so there's a little John Krasinski in this movie that I did not remember. He works for Cameron Diaz and you see him for all of six minutes. Um, but he is a loved baby. That. He was a baby. That's what I said when baby. I saw him. I'm like, it's baby John Krasinski. He's so cute. He's what a baby. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you also have um, the girl that worked with Cameron Diaz and John Krasinski. I cannot think of her name, but she's pretty prominent in the the side role in some rom-coms. She was in um, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days with Kate Hudson. She was the friend there, and she's got some side roles. She's pretty funny. Um, and then you've got Ed Burns plays the crappy boyfriend of Cameron Diaz she dumps in the beginning, and Rufus Sewell plays Kate Winslet's crappy ex-boyfriend. They um, really dated. There's some... Big fit. Did they really? Mm-hmm. Oh, those Brits got to stay together. There aren't that many to choose from, I guess, on the small island. <laughs> Since you brought up Amanda's boyfriend, I'm going to go to one of my favorite quotes. It's just, it just made me laugh. Amanda and her boyfriend are fighting and she's like, uh, and he says to her, and I'm not even going to have a conversation with you about sex because I can't remember the last time we did it. And she replies, come on, nobody has time for sex. And he goes, well, that's not exactly true. <laughs> since their whole fight is about him having an affair. (laughs) Anthony, do you have any favorite quotes? I do. I like when Iris is like, I'm having a Hanukkah party. And Miles is like, did you join a temple since I last saw you? I found that funny. I did like the Hanukkah party they were having. It was nice and it looked like a lot of fun. We should cover a Hanukkah movie at some point on this show. We should think about that, guys. I felt the the scene with Amanda and Graham where she's going through all these 
probable possible scenarios in which things with their relationship would fall apart. That was so contrived and unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Like nobody's going to sit there and list that stuff right after, you know, the morning after you guys spent the evening together. Also, wasn't that Christmas Eve? I think that, so. Why wasn't he at home with his kids that morning? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There were lots of nights away from his kids. There were, but like, Christmas Eve. Staying with the kids. It's well, that was the whole thing that, that he said. It's like his, uh, Iris's house is where he goes when he's had too much to drink. Don't know who mm-hmm. has his kids since that's his sister. And that's why I would assume would probably right. watch his kids while he was gone. But, you know. Right. So I liked another Miles and Iris scene. And he reaches to grab something and accidentally <laughs> grazes her chest. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he's like, sorry about that. Boob graze. That was accidental. <laughs> Accidental boob graze. I'm sorry. She's like, change the subject. <laughs> oh, I love that scene too. I liked the awkward kiss too when he leaves that first time. And he's like, didn't mean to kiss you twice. And then linger. I'm just going to go. <laughs> he's so refreshingly awkward in a great Jack Black way. Yep. Like, this is good Jack Black. I said he's very hit or miss. I do like Jack Black in this film. Yep. Yep. So can I point out an, a, a, a very important award that Cameron Diaz is nominated for for this film? What's that? She what? is nominated for a Teen Choice Award, Choice Movie, Hissy Fit. For a hissy, her hissy fit in this movie. Oh, my God. Her hissy fit against her boyfriend. I assume I, that's I'm the assuming. one. Yeah. Yep. She was nominated. She did not win. Who won that Who year? What, what year is this? 2006? I'll tell you right yep. now. Uh, Ryan Seacrest and Knocked Up. <laughs> okay. Stiff competition, though. Jessica Alba, Steve Carell, and Will Ferrell are also nominated. Will Ferrell was probably, I'm going to assume, Anchorman? Or Blades Tyler? of Glory. Oh, Blades, Blades of Glory. Yep. I saw that. I saw once. Jenna Fisher from The Office, isn't it? I, w- I will say, even though this movie isn't a Christmas movie in my mind. It's a, it's a beautiful looking movie, even if it doesn't look Christmassy. I think that it's the houses are beautiful and mm-hmm. the cinematography is great. Like it looks like a nice movie. Mm-hmm. It does. I did like the scene where uh, Graham calls Iris and then she ends up talking to Graham and Amanda off and on. And she accidentally talks to Amanda when she thinks she's talking to Graham and, that whole thing was funny. I liked it. It was a good scene. It was funny uh, until you start thinking about it and you're like, this is, these are adults and they're acting like, yeah, they're acting like they're yeah. in middle school. Yeah. I liked when uh, Amanda was trying to figure out Graham's situation and she was like, are you D-I-V-O-R-S-C-E-D? <laughs> and he was like, no, W-I-D-O-W-E-R. <laughs> oh, and then his face after that. So sad. That it was, was sad. But... I find the adults who are trying to spell out words pretty funny. Yeah, it is funny. Uh, you do it a lot, as I've learned. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that that's true. Much you end up doing that. Does this pass the Linus test? No. No. Nope. Uh, there is something else I want to talk about this movie. Well, a listener asked us what we think happens after credits roll. Uh, happily ever after. You know, so, so Cameron to... Diaz can like very easily work from England. She does not need to live in LA to do her job. And yes. Kate Winslet 
can, yeah, and Jack Black can move because he can also do his job from England. Yep, visas and border issues don't matter in movie land. No, <laughs> not one bit. Because <laughs> you know they're not going to uproot those girls and take them to Los Angeles because that would be insanity. Yeah, that would be horrible. Yeah. And then they would lose their accents after a while. Which is terrible. It should yes. not happen. And I hope they don't lose their lisps either because that's just the cutest. <laughs> hmm. All right, let's rank this movie. Julia. Um, this one is falling to the fate of not a Christmas movie, so it will be ranked lower than I would typically put it, but I'm giving it a 4.4, even though I quite like this movie. This movie is falling to the fate of not being a Christmas movie, so I'm going to rate it lower than I normally would, and I'm giving it a five and a quarter. So like you two, it's falling to not a Christmas movie. Okay, I gave Planes, Trains, and Automobiles a four, and I only ranked that that low because it wasn't a Christmas movie, and I like that more than this. So I'm going to give this a 3.8. Right. That's 4.483, which puts it at, uh, at number 31 on our list okay. in, between, in between A Very Brady Christmas and The Christmas Train. Oh, very Brady Christmas. That doesn't feel fair at all. No. But they should have. They could have done so much to make it more, given it more of the Christmas feels. They could have. They could have. Yeah. That that we always say this every time a non-Christmas movie comes up. Like it's it sucks ranking them because they would rank higher. I'm pretty sure every yeah. non-Christmas movie we've covered, for the most part, we've liked and would be ranked higher. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. Absolutely. This one did do a little better than some of the other ones have, though. Mm-hmm. Well, I need some Christmas spirit. Did we get any responses from our question last week? Time capsule for 100 years? We got one. Ooh. We did hear from Martin on Facebook, who posed the question to begin with. He loved, that we, he loved our answers to the question, and he says, In my Christmas time capsule, I would put a church bulletin from a Christmas Eve service, a Christmas card from a person I love, my family Christmas picture, and a letter that describes our Christmas celebration and traditions. I love that. I like that. I like the Christmas bulletin. That's neat. Yeah, that's awesome. It's a good idea. It is a great idea. And I still like this question so much that even though that's the only response we got this week, I still want people to submit their responses. So I think this should be an open question for throughout the year. Oh, absolutely. And you can submit those answers to your questions on our social media pages. We have a whole bunch of them. So lots of different ways for you to do that. Um, we are on Twitter at tis the pod. We are on Facebook and Instagram at tis the podcast. You can find us on our subreddit at r slash tis the podcast. And we also have a website, um, tis the podcast.com. You can interact with us on any of those platforms. Um, and we really enjoy it. So come and talk to us. Um, if interacting is not your thing, but you just really love to give awesome reviews, we would invite you to do that as well. Um, you can leave a review wherever you get your podcasts. Um, and it helps other listeners find new content. So maybe you can bring somebody into the tis the podcast fold we had a pretty big exciting burst this week todd killian one of our loyal listeners upped his patreon level he's donating 25 dollars a month to tis the podcast which means that todd will be appearing on one of our episodes for the movie he suggested which is the 12 dates of christmas and mark paul gosler todd is an awesome guy all around he's a very active 
uh, listener on Facebook. He always has great things to say. Mm-hmm. And like, he's always, looking, he's always looking out for us too. He's uh, like in the last week or whenever we covered the Grinch, I said, I wanted all this baby Grinch gear. And he told me where I can find baby Grinch pop Funkos and other such items, which I appreciated. Oh my goodness. That's awesome. I'm super excited to have him on the show. Me? I am too. Oh, speaking of cool stuff on the show, I got some cool new giveaways. So we need to have a giveaway sometime soon. Ooh, really? Yeah. yeah. So let's put our brains together and think of what we could do. Or you suggest, faithful listeners. How would you like to earn free stuff from Tis the Podcast? That's a good idea. If you want to get in on all this Patreon goodness and get some fun stuff like Christmas cards and stickers and the new button that we're working on, head over to patreon.com slash tis the podcast. And for as little as a dollar a month, you get access to all of our bonus episodes that we've recorded thus far, including our Halloween episode, our Thanksgiving episode, our friends episode, our unedited office episode, our clue episode. Yeah, there's a lot of fun extra content there for you. Speaking of fun content, next week we're covering 1995's While You Were Sleeping, starring Sandra Bullock. And the week after, we're covering 2014's A Merry Frickin' Christmas, starring the late, great, irreplaceable Robin Williams, which I have never seen and I've always wanted to. So I'm excited to watch that one. I I also have some less good news, guys. (laughs) And that is we still have a whopping 7,608 hours until Christmas. That's only 317 days, though. That's only 45 weeks. Yay! <laughs> It'll I'm be taking here it. Before I know it. It'll be here it soon. It really will. I mean, we're almost out of the 300s. And oh, two weeks, just about. Well over. It's insane. It is. Do your homework, guys. Watch while you were sleeping. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye.